Hello and welcome to this episode of the ISBA BursaCast podcast. This episode is for the 11th of January 2024. Happy New Year if you haven't heard it already. Today is going to be a brief update and then we're going to be hearing a little bit from a recent webinar that we had on neuroarchitectural design philosophy. Lots of long words, but actually a really interesting webinar and I'm just going to give you the kind of the summary excerpt from the end. So if you do find that interesting, then head into the ISBA reference library to have a listen to the full thing. But more on that later. Let's start at the top. So first things first. VAT on school fees, something we've all been thinking about, and the ISBA has worked with Crow to produce updated guidance on the VAT on school fees issue, which can be found in our reference library, so jump in there for more clarity on that. Something you might have missed over the Christmas break is that the statutory guidance working together to safeguard children was updated on the 15th of December 2023. This revision to the guidance focuses on strengthening multi-agency working across the whole system of help, support and protection for children and their families, keeping a child-centred approach while bringing a whole family focus and embedding strong, effective and consistent multi-agency child protection practice. What this update includes is principles for working with parents and carers that centre the importance of building positive, trusting and cooperative relationships to deliver tailored support to families, expectations for multi-agency working that apply to all individuals, agencies and organisations working with children and their families across a range of roles and activities, and finally, new national multi-agency child protection standards that set out actions, considerations and behaviours for improved child protection practice and better outcomes for children. One thing to note is this does not apply in Scotland, so if you're a Scottish school, don't listen to this bit. Moving on to the next bit of guidance, there has been a lot of discussion and there was a lot of discussion last year around transgender guidance and where it was from the government. The draft transgender guidance for schools and colleges in England was published by the DfE on the 19th of December 2023. So, good news, there will now be a 12-week consultation period which ends on the 12th of March 2024 and the consultation and guidance documents are now live for comment. Schools are of course encouraged to respond to the DfE's survey on that. Be sure to keep an eye on future BursaCasts as we'll get some experts on to go through everything that can be found within that. Again, please note, does not apply to Scotland. Something else that does not apply to Scotland is that the DfE has updated its Recruit Teachers from Overseas guidance, adding information about minimum salary threshold exemptions for a skilled worker visa. So have a look at that if that's something you do regularly. On a similar note, following the government's announcement of significant reforms to the skilled worker visa route from April 2024, schools and colleges employing overseas workers will face a tighter visa and sponsorship system in a drive to limit net migration. You may find Stone King's vodcast on this topic helpful. So if podcasts are something you enjoy, which I'm hoping you do as you're here now, then head over there to get some more information specifically on that from them. Something else that you may or may not be aware of is there's a significant rise in the number of cases of measles in schools recently, and this is something that the UK Health Security Agency is monitoring. Pharos has shared some guidance for schools to share with staff, so head to their website for that, or of course, hit up our bulletin for a link straight to it. And I wasn't kidding, it really is a short episode today, not a huge amount to give you, but let's have a look at some of the most recent advice and guidance, queries 
and answers for this week. First things first. We have staff who want to hire the hall for dance lessons not commissioned by the school. Would the ISBA hire agreement be the best document to use, please? Obviously, I'm sure dance lessons aren't that widespread, but lots of examples of this happening in schools where they want to be hired by staff. So our answer is yes, do use the ISBA hire agreement. And should you want some further information around this, head to Kixie, paragraph 166 to 167, for some more detail around that. In practice, though, you'll want to ensure the DSL briefs organisers on school safeguarding, checking their safeguarding policy, which is usually supplied by the National Sport Organisation, ensuring insurance cover is in place and ensuring all outside users were briefed on safeguarding and the school rules for security, including opening and closing and or door codes or keys are in place and brief them on health and safety issues such as fire practice alarms and of course parking, smoking and expected code of conduct. And our second question is, please can you advise how often you need to renew L3 safeguarding training? We would suggest updating safeguarding training annually, recording the date and result where appropriate. Note that L3 training is aimed at DSLs and others with governance and or leadership responsibilities. Within Kixie on Annex C, within the role of the designated safeguarding lead, on page 167, if you're curious, it suggests the designated safeguarding lead and any deputies should undergo training to provide them with the knowledge and skills required to carry out the role. The training should be updated at least every two years. And the final question, simple one, do you have a template risk management policy? Yes, we do. Head to the reference library or head to our bulletin for a link straight to it. And if you're someone who loves to hear what the government has to say for schools, our top tip of the week is that we've published a complete summary of government guidance updates for schools up to the 8th of January. Head to the reference library or our bulletin for a link straight to it. Now, before I let you know about all of the exciting opportunities and events we have coming forward, let's hear briefly from Dr. Adam England, who is the director and an executive consultant head teacher at Noble and Eaton. He recently gave a webinar for the ISBA on neuroarchitectural design philosophy using human-centric design to signal intentionality. Now, that's quite an intense title, but it is actually a really interesting webinar that talks about a lot of things that aren't usually discussed. So I'm going to share with you here the last three or four minutes as he summarises, but if it does spark any interest, I highly recommend going back and having a listen to the full webinar. So here we are. It's not necessarily about building new buildings, as I said earlier. You can do if you want to. If you do, my advice to you would be to go for a steel frame modular. It will deal with your energy issues and you can design the building from the inside out. So it'll be super functional and pay for itself in next to no time. You have 100% control over space. Working with your academic staff, so control it. Make it work for you. Enhance that return on investment. If you can make a space work well so it supports literacy, behavior, standards in a particular subject, it's a really powerful USP for school. It also demonstrates your cost-benefit analysis is sound. You invested in a space, it paid for you. Show you our school on the move. If we get a Labour government this year, and if we get VAT on school fees, demonstrating that you are a school on the move embracing the future is obviously going to support numbers 
and have good demographic penetration. If you remember nothing else from this presentation, these five are where you start. Light is a space overlit. Acoustics, does it reverberate or echo? Texturality, is there a predominance of a particular texture? Patterning, have we got multiple patterns, single patterns, and are we using diagonals effectively? And probably, and most importantly, where is that biophilia? Amplifying air quality, building natural lighting, and helping learners engage. Don't forget your heating, ventilation, and air, air con and humidity are critical. California State did a study of about 29,000 graduates to work out where schools should best put their capex. And what they found was that capex was not best spent on where they thought it was best spent. When capex was invested in large marquee projects like swimming pools and athletics tracks and so on, Sure enough, it had a, a significant impact on the value of housing around school, but it had nil impact on learner outcomes on well-being. On well -being. What did have the most impact was heating, ventilation, air conditioning, humidity. This impacted on test scores in particular more than any other aspect of, of any other factor they evaluated. And of course, once you finish doing your campus master planning, as you reorganize, don't forget to look at which faculties are adjacent to which other faculties and what is adjacent to what is outside. These adjacencies will be absolutely critical to building that multidisciplinary provision that is, is the way forward. So thank you there to Dr. Adam England and Helen Woods for facilitating that webinar. Now, looking ahead at the ISBA's professional development programme, we of course have an awful lot going on. First things first, though, I would be remiss if I didn't ask you to save the date for the ISBA Annual Conference 2024, which is racing around the bend, soon to be here. Now, this is taking place from Monday the 20th to Wednesday the 22nd of May at the ICC in Wales, and this will focus on making your school fit for business in 2024. We are offering a rich programme of speakers, exhibitors and activities, and the opportunity to take time away from a busy day job to focus on your personal development and meet new and old colleagues. You'll have the opportunity to learn from highly regarded keynote speakers covering the latest topics affecting the sector, and you'll be able to use free advice and guidance from the sector experts to develop, refine and test your school strategy for the year ahead over three professionally rewarding days. Members will receive an email with booking information shortly. Looking at the more immediate future for our webinars, the first of which is going to be on the 23rd of January from 11 till 12. This will be on school site security. This is an update on common school physical security failings and guidance on how to comply with DFE security guidance when maintaining proportionate physical security arrangements. The 26th of January, we have a webinar from 11 till 12 again on options to unlock capital from your property assets to support financial future-proofing of your school's business. This session will demonstrate some options available to schools to release capital tied up in their property, enabling significant investment back into their business. 30th of January from 11 till 12 again, there is an overview of SEND for independent schools. And then 2nd of February, we have 11 till 12 Ensuring excellence, what checks should schools do on parents and why? I'll get more into those closer to the time, but those are the most impending ones upcoming. 
Of course, the Safeguarding Programme continues with a series of six webinars starting from the 28th of February 2024, so well worth joining that. And So You Want to Be a Bursar is continuing. This course is for those looking to become a bursar who are not currently working in the independent school sector, as well as support staff in independent schools who have considerable administrative management experience and are looking to progress their career. These are taking place on the 16th and 18th of January, with four sessions across the two days. The final thing is the ISBA's online safer recruitment course is available exclusively for our members. Booking details can be found online, and it offers a self-paced course, which lasts approximately two to three hours, depending on knowledge. The online course will benefit those new to recruiting, individuals selected to conduct interviews, and require revision or a three-yearly update. The course is designed to ensure staff are able to safely recruit new staff and comply with safeguarding regulations, keeping children safe in education, and of course, most importantly, ensuring that young people learn in a safe environment. The course includes a range of commission videos from experts in the safeguarding field, including legal expert David Smelly from Farrah & Co. You will get a CPD certificate on completion of the course, and the content is suitable for all staff and governors involved in the recruitment and interview process. Other thing to mention, Beverly Bell is running an online school transport and awareness readiness training course on the 11th of March 2024. The cost is £250 plus VAT. Please visit Beverly's website for more information. If this sounds interesting, have a listen back a few episodes where I spoke to Beverly all about this and why it's so important. That brings us to the end of this episode. Thank you very much for listening. Hope it's been useful. As always, if you do find these particularly helpful, please subscribe wherever you're listening and share with members of your team if you think they'll find it useful also. To get in touch, please email podcast at theisba.org.uk. Until next time, farewell. Farewell.